2: Adam, we're live. I know it's a little quick. It was a little quick. What's
0: up, everybody? Welcome What's to it? the Losers Lounge. Uh, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Nope. <laughs> I'm surprised at how down. Like I got people in my bench. Everybody so down. No, this is one five in a row. Yeah, I know. I mean, I know like it's like it doesn't matter. It's it's,
3: it's it, this is what sports are. This
0: is yeah. what sports are. You like, oh my god, do we suck? Yeah. Are we terrible guys? <laughs> is, oh my god, the Nuggets a bad team. Do we need to trade to everybody? <laughs> I do have
2: to let off, real quick, the funniest reply I got in my mentions tonight. It was that the Nuggets are crazy for not playing
0: Marcus Howard with the second unit.
2: Oh man, is that huh. that's what it that is, That was huh? my best one tonight. Uh, that's crazy, to man. Um,
0: yeah. Hey, we're gonna get into it. There are, I think, a couple very interesting things to get into in this one. Uh, it's a loss. I'm not all that surprised about it, but there's some interesting like things to kind of just ask and explore. Unfortunately, I got my homies here with me. I got Harrison Wind. Minnesota is now 26 and 25. They must just suck
2: against everybody else. <laughs> like, they look like the 96 Bulls against the Nuggets.
0: I know, and that's going to be one of our questions. Is, is there something to that, or is it just they had two hot shooting nights? I don't know. Over here, I got D-line. Man, uh, that sucked.
4: That, that sucked. <laughs> uh, it was a rough one. Over here, I got Dev. Uh, you win some, you lose some. Um, <laughs> that, that Timberwolves team... They're really, really, really good against Denver.
0: Denver Against Denver. They really shoot the ball well, man, and they do. And that kind of brings us to our top story tonight, in my opinion, our top story, which is, you know, yeah, Nuggets go down 130 to 115. It actually wasn't that close. Um, There's two things that I think are very important here. One, and I want to save it for later, but I'm going to set the table with it now. The second unit, Faku's the problem, guys. You got to get him out of the line. Everything's solved if you do that. Tonight, that second unit looked exactly like what we saw before the switch was made. So it's kind of like maybe it's not a total fix now. We can't, as I've been trying to say, we can't pin everything on one guy. That second unit looked exactly as as horrible. But I actually think that when the starters came back in, they, they were getting murdered as well. And it's just the wheels came off. We've seen this story before with this team. But I actually think that there is something to Minnesota style of play. And tell me if this feels like a hot take to you. I mean, I'm, I'm very curious. I... I'm very interested that Chris Finch was here during the Kenneth Fareed stint mm-hmm. that he coached with uh, a a dunker spot offensive rebounding monster in Kenneth Fareed yeah. and that he goes to Minnesota and has Jared Vanderbilt a for, you know a former Nuggets player who that's his forte when he was taken in the second round the thing that stood out about him was he grabbed like I don't remember what the number was. It was absurd. It was like 21 rebounds per 36 minutes in college. He
2: had like one of the best rebounding rates in the history of college basketball.
0: Yeah, It was his skill set was he just has a nose for the ball for his size, very mobile, so switchable on defense, got good hand-eye coordination, even though he can't shoot. He's got really good hand-eye coordination, good body control. And then, of course, he just works that baseline. And they've actually found something. If you actually look at the best five-man lineups in all of the NBA, their starting lineup is right there at the top along with all of the best ones now they're missing D'Angelo Russell but tonight and I think in the last game too it stood out one of the things Denver obviously defensively has its shortcomings as weaknesses but most teams play with like a big on the block or they play some kind of like five out of this or that this is a bit old school when I mean old school I mean like 2015-16 and <laughs> that they play a player in the dunker spot at all times Jared Vanderbilt and he's so good at it and I think it actually is a real problem. I think Denver struggles against that in large part because I think most teams would struggle against this style of offense. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, these last two games that the Nuggets and Timberwolves
2: have played, Minnesota's blown Denver out in in each one. They hit 23 threes when they beat Denver in Denver back in December. They hit 19 tonight. And, the Timberwolves just have the Nuggets on their heels for like the entire game. I feel like, especially when the momentum flipped when the bench unit first came in in that uh, first stint, late first quarter, they've just got the Nuggets on their heels. And I wonder if it's part of the style that they play, the coaching. You mentioned they have Chris Finch. They also have another Nuggets old right. assistant, Mike Nori, on their staff. So I wonder if you know they're just ready for what Denver's going to throw at them. Um, but yeah, man.
4: Timberwolves just have their number it seems like a
2: really rough matchup for them yeah you talk
4: about them having their number it also just they have um strengths that the Nuggets really do struggle at um they they space the floor knock down the three ball Denver has a very hard time like trying to slow that down and running guys off of it just especially with them running under picks and just giving up the the open three but also like those rim runner uh Athletic big guys around the rim, they give Jokic issues. They just really do. Um, The athleticism and being able to throw it up there, um, it it puts him in spots that he just is like vulnerable in. And also, he's not like an athletic guy, so he doesn't match them into those things. So Minnesota's just kind of um, like the Nuggets kryptonite right now. They play up to that competition and they just answer a lot of things that the Nuggets are trying to figure out. So while these are not good wins these are like or sorry not good losses these are losses that you can learn things in and also try to figure it out
3: yeah like for me this game the starters won the first minutes the bench got beat down so badly and it was the construction of the bench that we saw before with the three guards no center they were so small, right. so soft. Like n- this is, I, I really, really was missing Boogie tonight in that first stint. like You could feel it. You could feel it. like that bench unit was so hapless, and uh, they were just running around. It, I was so confused as to why uh, Davon Reed didn't get run until garbage time. Like when I was watching it, it just seemed like Minnesota was just physically bigger than Denver most times. Yeah,
0: I see. I love this point, but I want st- to, I want to push on the bench for just a second because it's going to be a big story, and I. There's a lot to unpack there, but I want to stay on this. Over the last 15 games, Minnesota actually has the number one offense. If you recall, they got hit with COVID. The towns got hit with COVID. Like yeah. They had a really un- kind of unlucky break. To- you asked about their record. This is part of it. They had a really unlucky start, as most teams have, so it's not really an excuse, but over the last 15 games, their offense has been absolutely humming. They've been better than the Phoenix Suns, better than the Nuggets, the Nets, all those other teams. A 117.6 offensive rating in their last 15 games, which is great. Wow. And I really do think, I've talked about this so much, everybody thinks of floor spacing in terms of shooting. Like, you got to get more shooters on the, uh, you know, this or that. I really do think, and it Carl Anthony Towns and Jokic, not that different. It's funny, before the game that Michael Blone was asked about the Timberwolves and he said, we're not that similar. Yeah. People think we are, we're not. I agree. But in a bad way. I actually think this is something we talked about. Denver in the Jokic era every single year has been top three in offensive rebounding until this year. All of a sudden now they're an average offensive rebounding team. You look at Jared Vanderbilt tonight. It's so hard to guard a dynamic center with some good pick and roll play and some floor spacers around them when you have that one guy that just has to babysit the rim because there's this dude keeps grabbing offensive rebounds. So to me, it's a lesson I think the Nuggets can actually learn and say, hey, that's actually a key ingredient that might be missing right now. Yeah, yeah. Vanderbilt dominated this game. I felt like just
2: rebounding the ball—nine uh, rebounds, five offensive rebounds. He was just working the Nuggets' big men inside. You mm-hmm. know, Jokic, Aaron Gordon, Jamichael Green, Zeke Naji. He dominated those guys on the glass. And and I agree, it's it's weird because rebounding something that you don't really talk about when you're winning, but when you're losing. It's an obvious area where you're probably not, you know, pulling your weight. And, yeah, the Nuggets throughout the Jokic era have been a dominant offensive rebounding team. Uh, They're not a good offensive rebounding team this year at all. Jared Vanderbilt, like, certainly, certainly is. And another thing that struck me about Minnesota tonight, I kind of got some Phoenix Suns vibes with them where everybody on the Timberwolves roster knows their place. Especially in that starting five, and it's probably why they have one of the like, like you said, the best starting five in the NBA from an offensive rating standpoint. You know, Towns, Edwards, D'Angelo Russell when he's healthy, you know, those guys are making things happen. Jared Vanderbilt he knows he's not touching the ball unless he's right, in the restricted right. area yeah, that's his job. or on an offensive rebound. And Pat Beverly's there for a kickout three. So I, I just really think they're like, everybody on Minnesota kind of knows their role,
0: and um, they were impressive. And I know Eric one of the things you might be thinking cuz I know we were talking downstairs that Vanderbilt tonight you look at the plus minus he was a zero. You look at some of the other guys they were plus 20. Clearly the plus 20 guys which is the bench guys that's where won it. But Vanderbilt being a zero means he more or less canceled out Jokic, which is the big thing now. Yeah. Can Jokic make up my, you know for 24 being outscored by 25? Probably not. That's too much. No. But Jokic himself got when they were on the court the Nuggets got beat tonight and in large part of it to me that's why Even the starters couldn't get in and sort of stop the bleeding, and that was part of it. Well,
3: it's just that... I just... As I saw it, like the bench created such a wide no question that then when the third quarter started, like the, the Nuggets started to play uncharacteristically, like, and they, even then the starters didn't quite know what they were doing. Right. It was just chaos tonight. Like it just, they got punched in the mouth and were like not expecting it at all. And they just couldn't rebound. And then everything rebound meet in two ways. They couldn't right. rebound as a team. Yeah, yeah. They <laughs> couldn't figure out how to get back going. And then like, and then like the, it just became comical. Like, Torian Prince and Nas Reed were just they, got did, they missed man. one shot or two two shots between them in the first half. They each uh scored like an unbelievable amount. It was just like one of those games where you're like all right, like, what are we doing here? Like, what? But, Dev... It, I do is, wish Jokic had sat, by the way, now. You wish... Yeah, you
0: know, yeah. Be like, man, look what happens when Jokic doesn't play. You get murdered. Yeah. Uh, Dev, this two games in a row, they've lit the nets on fire. But also, I mean, they do shoot a lot of threes, but they're making a lot. Is it coincidence, Denver run poor? Or do you think it is something where it's like, hey, they have a little something figured out that works especially well against Denver?
4: Yeah, I think that we, like, we talk about the Phoenix Suns, and it's always that they don't have those mismatches or... They don't have issues with, like, cross mismatches. I think that there's a lot of them um, where teams just have advantages if they're knocking down the three ball or if they're just spacing the floor in that way. And then also Minnesota is, like, really unique because they have floor spacers and then they have crashers. So, like, at the exact same time. So, like, right now, or this game was a game that Anthony Edwards didn't even get himself going in. And I think that that, like, even helped them out even more because they weren't just keying in on a guy everyone was getting themselves involved so the the rim running really it changes like a lot of things uh, you can't like make up for that the the not having a, a big guy in that second unit really like changed the dynamic of, of the game because nas reed destroyed in that first half he right. i mean in that in that first stint and then, Ter- Torian Prince was knocking down every single three three ball. So now they have that going. They space it. And McLaughlin is getting to the to the line, uh, lane. So everybody was going at the exact same time, and the Nuggets don't have a counteract for that. So there is something specific about Minnesota in the way that they match up against the Nuggets. Yeah, uh, twenty three of forty eight the first time they played.
0: Nineteen of forty five this time. So you know, over forty threes between two matchups. And it was Nuggets. like all it's the bench. Yeah. Uh, like
2: Dev said, Anthony Edwards made 1-3 tonight.
0: Yeah, last Carl time Towns
2: made 1-3 tonight. Yeah. Beverly had 3. He also had 3 in that first meeting, or, or the last meeting they had. Torian Prince just was a beast. Malik Beasley, too.
0: Well, this might be a two-segment, we could start it right now, but it's going to bleed in because there's a lot to get to. I mean, that was the story. I wanted to lead with the Vanderbilt aspect yeah. because, to me, when I just think about missing ingredients this year, yes, the shooting, yes, the Murray's play creation, this or that. But just the rebounding, and you wonder if, like Aaron Gordon has been such a good fit in so many ways. But one area that you look at, you think, if he's your four, is he grabbing offensive rebounds and putting that same pressure? Not, so far, not yet. We'll see if that's a long-term thing that needs to be solved. But the bench tonight's the story. I mean, there's no question about it. Nuggets were good. The Niners actually started this game, I thought, a little flat footed. Like Denver They did, but they were ahead. they still won. They still won their minutes, but there were points left on the board. Like Denver went up seventeen to ten or they something. They turned like the that. ball
2: over seven times seven, in the first five minutes yo, I, had, I looked
0: at disaster. that seventeen to ten and I think there was like a missed shot, and then the other way they hit a three and went 17-13. thirteen. You're like, man, I feel like Denver should be up ten points right now. They're only up four, I, or whatever. I was
3: positive we were gonna be discussing the turnovers. Yeah, guess how many turnovers they finished with tonight? D-line. Oh my god, they had like nine in eleven seconds, so they probably had twenty. No, that's the thing; they only had twelve turnovers
2: tonight. Yep. They didn't turn the ball over <laughs> after the first quarter. So the so they should turn the ball over. <laughs> they <laughs> no, like
4: they, they they set the tone early where oh they just god. took off with the lead. Yeah. After that, right. No, they
0: just miss, started missing threes
4: after this that. This is a classic. This has happened all year. <laughs> and then
0: when we were really blaming the bench, you know, early on and trying to think through this. It was about sucking oh, the air out man, of the room. when you play the blame game? I'm just saying, when, it, when you're up three points and then you go to the bench, the second unit comes in, and next thing you know, you're down 15, which is what happened in this one. I mean, it really was like 15
3: points. Stardust came in, they also got smacked. Um, what went wrong with the bench? Uh, Construction, bench construction. It looked like the bench that we had before where we had two small guys that were trying to be the big men. They're Uh, so
0: long, by the way.
3: This is one thing that really
0: stands out. Minnesota, you said big earlier. I don't think they're big. They're just so long. McDaniels,
3: Vanderbilt. They have some wingspans. Every time that that somebody on the bench and then Will Barton, even when they tried to stagger it, they were like, all right, we can't have all of these three bench guards in at once. We'll stagger it with Will. Like, even then, when he was trying to drive the lane, he was just getting erased. It was just like four guys swallowing yeah. everybody. They blocked a bunch of shots, um, but the Nuggets they just they just couldn't they couldn't hang physically. Like it, yeah. that's what it looked like to me. They yeah. just they just didn't have the right personnel out yeah. there. I
2: mean Nasri dominated for like a
3: five minute stretch yeah. end of the first quarter, being
2: beginning of the second quarter. And he's a good backup center, but I mean, yeah, I love him. It, not Nasri, he, he just dominated this game and. I tweeted it it out when we were watching. The Nuggets really missed DeMarcus Cousins tonight, and you could feel that. You could just feel that with how the game was going, and a lot of people were coming at me like, "Oh, they didn't miss DeMarcus Cousins Sunday against Milwaukee when the bench looked great against the Bucks. A small bench." That's what I replied. Look, the Bucks play a small ball look on their bench. When you're playing against a traditional backup center, you need DeMarcus Cousins, and. um You could just really feel that tonight. So it was Nas Reed and it was Torian Prince hitting shots off of, you know, whatever looks he was helping them get. So
4: dumb. Also, one team made every single shot. They went (laughs) like eight or nine straight (laughs) makes. And then on the other end, uh, Bones. um, Bryn Forge was so bad. Forge was horrible. Like, you couldn't make a basket on one side and the other team was making everything. Also... In that second quarter, there was no turnovers like at all. Like like Harrison was just said, they only finished with twelve. There was no turnovers, but there was also no baskets from one team. So it made it a, a lot easier for them, where they're getting blitzed and they just they couldn't stop the bleeding. I know getting pressure in the paint
0: at all, because to me that I've always said more than anything, it's can you apply pressure on the paint? And I thought even Yoke tonight was kind of perimeter oriented. Oh my a lot god, of, man! In a way that was like, man, what's going on? But that Ugh. second unit, did you? <laughs> You know how, how do you feel bones was getting into the paint tonight
4: i don't think they did they just kind of settled for three uh three ball after three ball yeah um and then they're just missing them and then on the other end they're just they're getting ran after makes and misses right. which was a lot of misses so now you're like on, <laughs> yeah. you're on catch-up every single time and you're trying like you're playing your backs to like the, the defense i mean the offense and then they come up and they just scored so there was no getting into the lane and also they were smaller so yeah it made it harder. And when
3: they got in the lane, they just got blocked. Right.
4: Like, yeah, he, they were a lot of blocks tonight. Dude, They got
3: every time. Like. It was oh God, so nine
2: block shots. shots. What was interesting that happened with the bench in that first stint? I didn't think Bones was terrible by any means, but the Nuggets weren't like generating good looks. You know, they weren't generating healthy offense with that bench group. And they love that point downstairs. Yeah, they love it. And uh, Bones got pulled early in that first stint. He only played six minutes in the first half. He, yeah. he got the yank pretty early on. Um, again, I don't think he was that bad, but he turned the ball over once, missed a three. He just wasn't really taking command of that group, it felt like. But it was kind of hard when they were just missing shots and Minnesota was just running it down Denver's throat on the right, other end in right. transition. It was, you know, And then you're taking the ball out of the basket, and it's kind of that never-ending Snowballed, cycle. Snowballed, yeah. Uh, Bryn Forbes is also terrible, terrible tonight. He got blown by three times almost in a row in the first half. Uh, didn't hit a three until the game was pretty much decided. I think in the second half he was really rough Dude, tonight, especially on defense. I think
3: he, I think that was the single worst Nuggets performance I've seen. He this was season. really bad, both offense and defense. He was so bad. I'm worried about him as a playoff player,
0: honestly, for the, for these reasons. Is that like he can make shots and win games? Is what happened with Milwaukee last year against Miami. I mean, he w- helped win that series. So it could be a real positive but it's also a real liability where it's like man yeah. I don't you know he's he just can't guard this isn't the thing where he can have yeah. hot defensive games it's like he's if you have the wrong matchup or if he's just like being exploited there that could be an issue but Tonight, I, you can't, I don't think you can pin it on any one guy with that second unit. It was just so bad as a whole, and it was so discouraging to see. Uh, more guys on the bench that were discouraging to talk about on the other <laughs> side. <laughs> but also maybe some salute, like, uh, we, I, I do want to ask the question of, like, are the vibes gone? The Nuggets had a five-game winning streak. Things are rolling. Is this one of those ones where it's like, all right, blow it up. You got a chance tomorrow. There's quick turnaround. Yo. You got a chance to regain the vibes, or is this like a – Oh, air's out of the room now. We gotta start over. We'll find out after the break. Find out after the break. <laughs> Tell you tease right there. The Mile
2: High City Copper Lager from Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. It's the beer of nugget season. Make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from your local liquor store, your local yeah, grocery go. store. If you're over in Littleton, check out the Breck Brew Farmhouse. If you're in the area, drop by the DNVR bar. We've got Breck Brews on tap. We've got Breck Brew Seltzer in the fridge, I chilled, ready to be consumed. I need a seltzer right now. <laughs> I could go for one too. <laughs> okay. uh, so check out all of the great beers from Breckinridge Brewery. Check out the Mile High City Copper Lager because it is nugget season, of course. Uh, do you want a job? Ball is yes. hiring. Still, for production technicians, uh, they're looking to fill line capacity at their Golden plant right here in beautiful Golden, Colorado. Uh, They're looking for production technicians that pays $27.39 per hour with potential for increases at 6, 12, and 18 months. On the job offers exposure to a lot of other manufacturing opportunities at the plant as well. The production technician role touches on other stages of production, making aluminum cans and ends too. If you want more info, Jobsball.com. Search for Golden or text Golden to seven seven two two two.
0: We have a surprise guest in the house. I don't. I don't know if you guys saw. I just. Uh, we'll see. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe she'll come join here in just a little bit. Sheila a little Mars. <laughs> not, 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 not. my <laughs> wife. Oh. Uh, thank you though. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Back here. Uh, segment two here. I just had a surprise. I, I had a surprise message here. I'm like, oh, hey, oh, hey. Gonna see if uh, she'll come on the show. Um, Zeke Najee tonight. It was garbage time. But he went three for three from three guys. <laughs> I, I like this guy. Honestly, he's in. He, he might. This is sacrilegious to say. I think he's approaching in PJ territory with me, where I'm like, if he's like shooting it, I'm like, I think that's it. Yeah. I just think it's it now. Like he's I, he's up there with me right uh, right there. He also got benched tonight, which is weird because one, <laughs> he's from Minnesota. <laughs> Tough. So it's like tough, tough, tough man. You like you get your family. They were showing the the, the, the Najee yeah. family in the house. You got your him. McDonald's
2: All American sister in the house he too. You got, he
0: got her as well. Yeah. So you think like, and then he gets benched again. Like I don't know that he was, I don't know that he was the guy that was like, hey man, here it's your fault. We gotta <laughs> get you out of there. He did come back in and made some threes in, uh, in garbage time. I know we talked about this in the pregame show a while back. I'm I really am ready to see if Zeke Najee can handle a play being run for him. Because he's not that guy right now. He's just a floor spacer. Get to your spots. We're running this play, but your job is the space. Can he? Can you run him off like a double pin down and see if he can catch it and shoot? And if not, like he, I trust him just to get the ball back
4: to the point guard. Are you I heard? think that yes, I think that uh, I have to like adjust my um, idea of what Zeke Najee is. He's clearly a knockdown shooter. Like he's a, he's Automatic. a shooter. But I think that the Nuggets need him to be a, a physical big man, and I think that's where I have the issue of trying to see if he belongs or not, because he just kind of just gets pushed around out there and uh, doesn't really protect the paint like as far as like as a big man does. He's a really good unball defender and like has a lot of activity. I want him to be a little bit more aggressive, so it's it's difficult for me to see it in that light. But when he's knocking down, I mean, when he's shooting the ball, I do feel confident in his shots, and I really am ready for the the. For the Nuggets to run pin downs for him, for them to come right. off of like a you know a pick and pop and be ready to shoot um, and things like that. I'm I, he. I feel like he is progressing, and I want to see him become more of a shooter because you have to be confident. If you watch Brent Forbes go in and go one for seven every single <laughs> right. game they're like just having space they're putting him in spots where he can like try to succeed he's just not making making them so why not give it to the guy that is knocking down shots
0: but dev he's not very dynamic and i think that's part of it is and neither is britain forbes but that's the thing is like if you run him off two pin downs and throw him the ball and he's not open or whatever like i don't there's nothing else for him to do other than reset you know basically maybe make basic reads and i think that's maybe part of it
3: Yeah, I told you that uh, when our PH and X brethren were here, um, Saul specifically, who went to Arizona, so he watched Zeke Najee's collegiate career. He like talked about how he was a beast. Yeah, how he was like a rebounder. He was all around the rim. Like the exact opposite of what we have come to know. Zeke, Zeke Nagy's game as like he wasn't he didn't know him as a shooter because that, in that system he wasn't allowed to shoot threes so it's weird like he is like in my mind a finesse big guy and <laughs> yeah like I
0: don't I s- think that's the accurate thing though like some guys can dominate at the college
3: like college level is so for sure but it's just wild like that yeah. was his identity he called him yeah. a beast like I I would call Zeke Nagy a lot of things. First off, piano man. Second off, uh, the, the twine twick tickler yeah. uh, beast would be like
2: pretty low down. I'll tell you what's crazy. How can somebody who's that good at piano have such bad hands?
3: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> like, don't Dude, you think he'd have good hands? He fumbled a lot I think, today. I think Everybody did, though. The ball was clearly covered I think. I think finesse, finesse fingers, yes. yeah. <laughs> He's got the old Fs. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, Zeke was really He's rough on the glass Beethoven. tonight. Real passionate. Like, no, he needs to play, like, uh, what is that? Uh, great Balls of Fire. Uh, Billy, okay. Billy, <laughs> <All whatever. right.
2: laughs> uh, that can be his next YouTube video. That channel hasn't been updated <laughs> in a <laughs> <while>. <laughs> uh, But Zeke was really bad on the glass tonight, and... um with no Demarcus Cousins, they needed him to rebound the ball more, and he couldn't really do that. He gave up some offensive rebounds, lost a couple defensive rebounds, um, but I don't think it's any coincidence that he didn't look as good tonight without Demarcus Cousins. Like those two are a perfect fit together. True, Boogie and Zeke Naji. Like Boogie can roll to the rim, he can bang inside, he can clear space down low Zeke can go around the perimeter knock down shots like that is a perfect fit and Piano um,
3: Man and Boogie well yeah think
2: about that
0: well here's another advantage to if you're using him at coming off of pin downs one of the values of having a double pin down they call this in, in basketball terms a strong pin down two guys setting the screen is that it's very hard for a chase defender to get around two screens without forcing a switch. So a lot of times you can. Now, if that's Zeke Nagy coming off two, number one, it means a power forward has to chase him. Yeah. Power forwards not usually coming off of pin downs like that, although it's a little more common in today's NBA. And if you use Boogie Demarcus Cousins as the second screener, almost always he's the guy that ends up getting the second the the, the second guy. So you can actually one hope you can start getting Zeke Naji on pin down so he turns and shoots it would be really cool to see. But two, you might be able to get Demarcus Cousins switched onto a four or smaller early off in a possession, and now you run your offensive set from there. So yeah. I think it's maybe worth it. The trust issue is the thing with Malone. Like, I mean, this is the same with Bones. It's the same with all of these young players. Like, Michael Malone, very. He's been burned before in the past, guys. He's, uh, <laughs> he's maybe he's been in relationships, Dev, where he's uh, he's been burned yeah. by trust, and it's very <laughs> but very difficult.
2: I'm I'm still super high on Zeke. Like, if he has a center next to him and can play his position, I think he's like the perfect role player to have around Nikola Jokic. Man, he, yeah. he's the perfect. Uh, low usage, high efficiency guy. Right to to play off of Jokic. He's versatile defensively.
0: I think he's a great fit in Denver. I'm, I'm I'm just really happy with Zeke. It's funny because defensively, him and Vando very somewhat similar. Like they're versatile. They can move their feet. Offensively, I swear to God, they're yin and yang. They they also like personality-wise, personality wise like. personality wise but really like they possess none of the same traits yeah no. like Vanderbilt incredibly tenacious just yes. plays like yeah. rebounds like a monster just absolutely can't no touch at all some no. call him a beast no someone call him a beast Zeke <laughs> not quite a beast incredible touch you know like they really are uh, a yin and yang there it's kind of funny it's
3: true I'm creating the perfect uh, emoji to illustrate piano man and boogie together. Uh, in the chat i'm sorry i can't uh, i can't be paying attention we've all got our priorities <laughs> we do
0: all have our priorities Jamichael green tonight so you know he's a minus eight tonight off of the bench which isn't the worst i mean you got bones highland austin rivers who are way worse he has 12 points four rebounds two assists but as you mentioned he does he looked really good against a small lineup maybe he's a utility player against teams like that tonight though wasn't really an impact player Yeah, but I
4: I like that he's uh, aggressive. Like, that's one thing you are going to get with J-Mike. He's not going to back down to those physical teams. Um, Like, I feel like Minnesota tries to have their way, like, with, like, aggression, just trying to get in and be physical with the Nuggets. And J-Mike doesn't allow that. So I really, like, likes that that he tries in in that regard. And even running him with that second unit a little bit more probably could have, like, helped out. Just because you have a guy that's gonna try to slow slow down the bleeding, I don't think that it was a, a good game. Wildly unsuccessfully, from Jay Mike. But I like, I do like that he he battles in those ways, and you got to try to find like moments that you could play them or games that you could play them and sometimes it'll work sometimes it's not
3: yeah yeah i'm i, I don't like watching J. mike play anymore. i don't either i'm like completely over the jay me mike too, too. i would I'm like them him. very much to trade J. mike it's I, just I, like whenever he's playing ahead of zeke you're like why i agree like i because then he shoots a three he misses a three he shoots a mid-range he misses he gets some garbage he's a tough guy you're, you're not lying about that he's in there he's fighting for rebounds he is putting in effort uh which was something that like you was you couldn't get from anybody else on the bench tonight so that that did stick out but um that just man the way that that bench played tonight like I, there was like six <laughs> i know only five play at a time but like six seven guys as they cycled in and out i was like i don't like how that guy's playing i don't like yeah. how that guy's playing i want that guy off the team and like, it just, it was just, i don't know <laughs>
0: pretty funny
3: um I, I mean, he's most for?
0: likely to get traded. I think so. You got there. So let's ask the big Thank question God. here. We're trying to build the perfect bench. I do think that it's probably very likely one of those things where Malone has seven guys to pick from on any given night, and that's a tough spot to be in. I think George Carl loves that spot. Like <laughs> he had guys like this that were like he most games he plays zero. Every now and then he'll play thirty five minutes. And it's just like <laughs> I, just talking to him. I think he loves that stuff. To, you know, Davon Reed comes in tonight. He goes two of three from the three point line. He He came in hot. He he came came in hot. (laughs) Uh, He's been on the shelf a little bit. Is there anybody, I mean, is he a guy you'd like to see maybe get a little bit more minutes? Well, the last spot
2: for me is between him and Austin Rivers. I I mean, the bench to me, I feel honestly pretty good about the bench. Like I I think there's a good bench to be constructed. It's when DeMarcus Cousins is healthy. It's him. It's Zeke Najee. It's Bones Highland. Um, it's Bryn Forbes and then it's either Austin Rivers or Davon Reed like that is clearly the bench to me and honestly I feel okay with that group I feel okay with that group okay
0: Dev, do you have like a preference, or like Davon Reed need to take somebody's minutes in your opinion?
4: I hate the bench.
0: Uh, (laughs) uh, No, really,
3: (laughs) the bench
4: bench is is, is tough. Like, really, because I feel like you're just trying to buy time for the starters to be out there. I think that you got to have an all defensive bench that's just gonna just try to get through those times. I don't think there's much scoring for it. Is Dev Um, advocating for
2: more Faku minutes? I think that
4: is Austin Rivers. Like, if I had to go with a guy, I I think it's the same bench that Harrison says, and you have to like guess if it's Austin Rivers or or Davon I'm gonna go with Rivers he's just like a vet he's been there and also he has his moments where he's really good lately we haven't seen the defense like that we've see that's the thing tonight
0: and he got benched tonight too and I think that was part of it is he was out there and it's like hey we need somebody to get to stop it.
4: him not he wasn't getting them either and he used to be that guy right. So like he has to get back to that and I mean, I think it's not a coincidence that it's came with the success of him on offense where he's starting to get himself going. But the defense is what's going to play him. that's the reason that he's on the team. Like, I feel like he has to be a little bit, you know, better on that side of the floor. But I would go with Rivers.
3: Yeah, probably. I mean, but interchangeable. Like, yeah. you shouldn't. The bench is such that you shouldn't have, like, a set five for your bench. Like, your your bench should be holy matchup specific but it should be boogie and zeke and bones and brin since we traded for him and he was so bad tonight but he was good last game so i'm gonna remember that brin and forget this brin and then either davon or what's crazy though is that boogie cousins is an
2: integral piece to the nuggets bench i know like, It's so sad <laughs> it really feels like The bench is kind of like riding on if he plays well (laughs) or if he plays. Maybe even if he plays, if he's out there for 15 minutes. And like I said in the pregame show, it's a little worrisome that he's, you know, there's some durability concerns with him. Because, like, we've seen that he can totally change the dynamic and the feel of that group when he's out there and playing. So. That's It's a big storyline. A guy on a 10-day contract <laughs> could potentially be the key is there anything, or maybe is the key to the Nuggets. Is there page. anything
3: more Nug life than... Boogie cousin, <laughs> our, 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 our is rising. <laughs> on cousins. So, Michael Malone had a comment a couple <laughs> <laughs>
2: games ago, man, yes. where he, he Michael Malone said a couple games ago, like we need Demarcus, <laughs> like yeah. we need this guy. And I'm sitting here tonight and I'm thinking, yeah,
0: they oh, do. They need, Boogie. Do which is crazy.
4: Do you think it's Demarcus Cousins they need, or do you think they just need a viable the presence center. of a big? Yeah, same thing. <laughs> I, I honestly think it's the second
0: one. Well, like, it is, yeah. but
3: that's what we have. Well, I yeah. don't know who else that is. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just if
0: you made a trade for like a Robin Lopez or something like that uh, it would to me it would be a major it would yeah. be even an upgrade because Robin see, Lopez
2: I, I
3: can't yeah. dribble though you know it
0: feels like it that? could just be anybody i
4: feel
3: like that's kind of some of the value that boogie mm. brought can we get like just like a big like log or something like just like a large object <laughs> that we could just put in the coast of- can we get costa coopers <laughs> <Where's laughs> yeah that? i mean like an actual log Probably Probably like you
0: I, I actually am serious about this one thing it is the two positions in the <laughs> nba that most get like cycled through Point guards, we t- I've talked about this. It takes a long time to develop, so there just ends up not being very many of them. And then it is centers too, where it's like there's serviceable centers that get pushed out of the league for no reason other than everyone's trying to find the next center. Or, you know, this or that or play small. There's just so many reasons to not stick with a semi-washed veteran that could just be your back. Like, yeah. Marcus. Gasol unicorns, if
3: unicorns have ruined it for the yeah, lunch palers. We're, we're always
0: looking for unicorns. Like, can <laughs> we just get a guy that can go out there and <laughs> just rebound? Like, and what's his three-point percentage? You're like, zero. Zero. <laughs> shoot he the goddamn yeah. thing. He's a big log. Yeah, <laughs> this, that's all he does, man. Come on now. Um, let's go back to the starting lineup here because there's some stuff in here tonight. I will say, Eric Gordon tonight, man, I don't know what got into him. The what, weed what got out of sucks, him. apparently. <laughs> what got out of him. I mean, he has these games, man. He's so... I, I, it's hard to complain because he's been so great. We've raved about him all year. But there are some nights where you're like, just go bang with these guys, man. Go inside. Go do something. Be aggressive. And he just wasn't tonight. Over 4 from the three-point line. Only took nine. So <laughs> he went three of nine at seven points.
4: Got some cardio in. There's like uh, there's like good games. There are bad games. And then there's these type of games. This is a horrible game for, for yeah. Aaron Gordon. And I really thought that he would be up for this type of challenge. Like, it's guys Wrong. that are... Um, You know, as athletic as him and and do a lot of the things things that he does. He's the one guy on the Nuggets team that I feel like can match, you know, their um, athleticism. Like, he just can't. And also, he wants to, like, bang with guys down there. He he wants to be involved, and he wasn't in this game. And also, like, I, I mean, I've been saying it for a while. I just don't think that he's engaged defensively anymore. Mm. And now the offense, like, is starting to, like, go away. He went 0 for 4 from 3 and just kept shooting. I mean, kind he, of yeah. forced he, could, he kind of forced more, most of the shots up and just kind of didn't feel like he was part of the offense. Like, really, I don't want to be hard on him because he really has been playing, you know. He's been playing really well. well, lately. Really well he's been yeah. playing really good. But this was not a good game for him, like, at all And. It's also not a coincidence that the Nuggets played really poorly in the game right. that he didn't play well.
0: That's a good point. Uh, I just remembered earlier when I said the Nuggets were up seventeen to ten and it looked like they were gonna put him away. I remember the sequence now. Will Barton, back to back three pointers. Oh, Rolling man. within the flow of the offense. It comes down and just like pulls up a three from the top of the key in transition. Like nope, like a total you got a great three off of a great Offensive process. You get another three off a great off of process. It's like I'm on fire rather than we have a rhythm going. And it was a classic one of those Barton ones. And you look at it tonight. He went four of 11. He had 13 points on 11 shots, which is not that great given how hot he was. But it's one of those things where it's like when the Nuggets are rolling, especially early, trust that your offensive process is the reason you're getting there. Yeah, It's better when everyone feasts than when one guy feasts.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, if you take out Will Barton's first quarter from most of these games, oh, he's man. usually doing nothing yeah. over the rest of the game. His, But to be fair, his first quarters have been fantastic. Like oh, real yeah. They've been hot. great. And it's been a reason why the like, Nuggets have been a great first quarter team. But right. he just doesn't really have an impact a lot of times after that. And yeah. Um, he- that play that you mentioned, man, like it was and
0: <laughs> it was a tight turner a little bit. I thought the Nuggets were about to go up 15. Will I Barton guess.
2: has one of these once a game where yeah. he has a sequence where you're like, "Wow, Will Barton, you know, he's exactly what the Nuggets need to complement the Jokic Murray two-man game." Yeah. And then he has another sequence right after that where you're no like, "Wow, I can actually see why everybody hates this no dude." No one
3: is more committed to feeding their haters. Exactly. You Will think Will it's on purpose, maybe. <laughs> he's like a he's like a Wants to make sure everyone is fed. The people that support him, the people that hate him. We all have arguments. Uh, it's fantastic. Thank you, Will.
0: Uh, I don't really have tons of mo- notes on Jeff Green and Monte Morris.
3: I don't think Jeff Green, did he play? or
0: <laughs> He went four of eight tonight,
3: 12 points. Uh, no, did he play? Was he in the game? <laughs> 22 minutes. Was Monty Morris in the game? Did he played uh, This game was a stupid game. I hate this game. Can we talk about something? Went this t- the Avalanche game is pretty good. Let's talk about that game.
0: <laughs> Let's hit a break. On the other side, we'll hit our super chats if we have any. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. In the chat right now, we have 335 people. Oh, you, you guys know it. what you guys are? The diehards, the real the real sickas, ones, the the real real ones, ones our people. Nuggets lose by 20, and you're like, you know what? Let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I love that, man. I love these ones.
3: I love you guys the most.
0: Us or them? Them. Oh, okay. I was going to say,
3: Come that's. What are you talking about. even though I, you're not looking at the at them, you're looking at Harrison when you said that. There's no yeah, way. We, you we locked eyes at that moment.
0: <laughs> I thought we had something. <laughs> I'll tell you what. We should have known today was going to suck when it started snowing i did know i'd be living colorado too. you were asking you were questioning our, our vibes at
3: the pregame show. you know what, t- you know what, tomorrow those the, were premonition you vibes. Know what, tomorrow
0: is dev snow day oh snow day I can't believe it so so you're just thinking about, about me it right and my now. kids are going to be running around the house while i'm trying to work <laughs> <laughs>
2: guys the moment we've been waiting for since september is finally here in honor of the big game DraftKings sportsbook an official sports Which betting partner of Super Bowl 56 is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. Uh, Bet $5, get $280 in free bets if your team wins. Not a new customer, you can still experience Super Bowl 56 with the same game parlays. So make sure to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code DNVR, get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5. Get $280 in free bets if your team wins. It's promo code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call one 800 522 Zero, zero. You know, quickly, you know what I
3: find so confusing about that ad? What's Or that? that read is that it starts off like all other reads around this time of year, talking about the big game. Yeah. And later on, they just start talking about the Super Bowl. The big
0: game is the funniest
3: thing That's what I mean. Happened. The big game is the, like, when you have to refer to it as the big game if you're yeah. not Pepsi or McDonald's or whatever. I don't know.
2: These. I don't write the ads. You I, right? know I just you read them.
3: Well, you bring them to life. I'll yeah. say that. <laughs> uh, sexy pizza.
2: That would make this Nuggets loss feel... Feel a little less worse. Uh, sexy Pizza—they've got a deal going on for the Super Bowl. I'm seeing here.
3: What? Sexy Pizza's not scared. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I was supposed to say the
2: Super Bowl there. Did sexy
3: Pizza's get? Well, whatever.
2: <laughs> They've got a great deal going on for the big game. The big game. Uh, you can get two 16-inch pizzas for $29.99 when you order online using the promo code Sexy Super Bowl. Man, so, go I to sexy.pizza. Sexy this is a great deal. <laughs> Two 16 inch pizzas for $30 when you use the promo code sexy super bowl. All <laughs> one word. Type that promo code in there. Two 16 inch pizzas for 30 bucks. Go to sexy.pizza to order. You can also stop into one of their locations, uh, they're all over the Denver area. Uh, they're in the Highlands, they're on Pearl Street,
3: Ooh, they're at the Super all Bowl. the way throughout Denver. If anyone is planning on having a sexy Super Bowl party, please invite me. Please <laughs> why, why invite would me. would be
4: invited? Yeah, you wouldn't be invited, that's sexy. the whole point. Oh,
3: just with pizza.
4: Oh, this p- <laughs> <The> pizza <laughs> part.
3: Um, I realized I would cancel out the sexy part if it was the other. That Yeah,
4: carry
0: the one. Excited <laughs> for the big game. I'm gonna be watching the big game here uh, at the DNVR bar. Very excited for Ooh, it. Do we, we want game. to talk about Jokic's night at all, or, or no? Do We're we not? Moving past that. Uh know. Why don't we first hit our DraftKings Sportsbooks King of the Game first, and we'll see who that's about. Oh, oh! it's Nikola Jokic. Twenty-one points, sixteen rebounds. Can I say something? This guy's be sacrilegious. You guys know I love Jokic. This was a B minus Jokic this game, in my opinion. I'm gonna say this is a bad Jokic tw- game. Well, it wasn't bad. He had 21, 16, and eight. I although, know, so, although man. some of that came late. Like, a, so a lot of those rebounds came I, late, where we're like, "What's he doing in there?" They're down 25. I kind of felt like at a certain point he was gunning for a triple double. Here's what pissed me off about Jokic's game tonight: there, the stretch
2: in the second quarter when the starters <laughs> came back in, yeah, and the bench had already like lost the lead, lost yeah. the game. Maybe the starters come back in, and Jokic is just floating around the perimeter for like the rest of the second quarter. I think he got one post up in that <laughs> oh, span. And it's like, okay, one of two things needs to happen here. Michael Mullen needs to call a play for Jokic to get his ass on the block. Right. Or Joke needs to call his own number right. and get his ass on the block. He just looks so complicit standing around the three point line, just letting Minnesota, you know, just let him be there. Like, it was just frustrating.
4: Dev, why does he spend some games out on the perimeter like that? I think that it's like the adapting, especially with uh, Minnesota, they play him with a one-on-one coverage, and he's not. I don't think he's used to that. So when he sees it, I think that he's just like, "I'm going to beat him in different ways," or he overthinks it because he hasn't seen it in such a long time, um, or I just think that he just feels like he's just so much better that he's not going to do it. I just wish that he was more aggressive in those type of games where he just says, "Okay, I'm not going to score. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna." I'm not gonna pass. I'm just gonna score in those. In those, you just talked about. He had one post up um, in that quarter. Did he score on it? He scored the easiest bucket of the game on it. Exactly. So why not go into it like rinse, yeah. repeat, like that? Everyone else in the league that's really like their scores, they want to do that every single time because they're just gonna they're gonna score. They're gonna be like successful. The team's gonna win the game. He just wants to be involved in so many different ways, and he is involved with the Nuggets in so many different ways that I don't think they do the rent to repeat like they should. So I don't think that it was a – I really don't think it was a a good Jokic game. It was just him sleepwalking into another just decent game where he's still, you know, one of the best players. Yeah.
3: I mean, you know, don't forget his – he was on the injury report. Maybe his toe was hurting him. I don't know. But Jokic just has like a killer toggle switch. And it just didn't. It just never got flicked tonight. He just was like, it never did. Yeah. It he just never, you know, I think that there's with Jokic, you always have to kind of look at like, all right, was he frustrated with everybody else around him? Probably. I certainly was. Uh, Was did it feel like uh, it was too far gone when he got back in? So it was sort of like, all right, let's kind of get through this. Like I'm not going to give too much because this is sort of a lost cause. Like he's just like a really intricate. Like his psychology is so goddamn interesting. Yeah, yeah but like,
0: at the same time, I don't feel like I know it. I feel like I can analyze people, work people out. Yo, yo, that's what I mean. That's yeah, why it's so
3: interesting. Like, like you don't quite know what makes this guy tick. Like you think that at a certain point something happens and he's just like a different guy now. He has like a different motivation or whatever. And like then other times, not so much. You know, just yeah. Just switches. I, the,
2: I mean, the, the final thing I've got on this, though, is like, yeah, maybe his toe was hurting. Maybe he's a little tired. Look, this has been a brutal stretch for Denver, and they started this road trip 4 0. Like,
0: oh, yeah, of course. It's
3: okay that they
2: lost this
0: game. Of course.
2: It's totally. okay. Of I mean, that, that's
3: the, the main point here is that they fuck this game forever. Like, we'll never talk yeah, about this game again. It sucks. We just won. We were just on a streak. Um, this is NBA basketball, baby. Yep. Yeah.
0: Uh, let's hit some super chats. I hear we have like one or two. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. The Ultra Sickos. <laughs> Christian says Nugs need a. Cu- uh, consolidation a consolidation trade too many small guards and power forwards need to get a quality wing defender minnesota
3: have nothing but long athletic wings yeah
0: um i look i think they do just in that they have some players like we talked about jermichael green maybe a little redundant there um so yeah i mean i i, I agree they could probably use one the whole thing is though guys i just think you have to set your bar a little bit low here's their real trade they need guys they need to find a way to get jamal murray and Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> what do, we, and what do you, we have to give up? He's just got to give up time. He's got to give up and about Robert Covington. another five months of your life, <laughs> yeah. and then uh, they're back, hopefully. Yeah. So, uh, I like, the guys that when we talk about, like, what, you're going to trade J-Mike, what are you going to get? You're going to get the J-Mike of wings, and it's not going to be that cool. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's F-Mike. <laughs> wow. We're all having off nights. It's okay. Jesse says, Can anyone <laughs> remember the post-game lounge featuring... The human versus animal? Chat. Yeah, He's hell yeah. He's the vibes. He have our
3: number. <laughs> Every nugget is good, New Zealand love. He's hey, so right. We should be just... Deci- that's I what we should be talking that? about. Yeah. We were talking oh, yeah. about... Oh, you
4: guys were well,
3: drunk. and it's, We were drunk, probably. Mm-hmm. But we were talking... And it came out that... Uh, disturbing number of adult men think that they could... That beat? was an
0: off-season. That wasn't a loser's lounge. That was an off-season yeah, show. Off season.
3: All the same. Yeah, I a love lot that a, one. A, 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 a disturbing number of adult men think that they could beat a grizzly bear in wrestling
0: match. Oh, yeah. There were some really oh,
2: dumb yeah. takes, man. The, so then then I started, probably talked about how there used to be that show, like, Man vs. Beast. Yeah. And uh, it was Justin Gatlin who tried to race a giraffe, I think, no, and uh, just got torched. Whoa,
3: well, no. Is we talked about... You, you clearly yeah. weren't on this. We talked about this. It was a zebra and one of the keys to the breakdown of the they, they set it up man versus animal man versus beast and in the Chiron at the bottom it said what the zebra needs to do to win <laughs> to the race win. is number one realize it's a race <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. there right. was somebody there was a Olympic
2: sprinter racing a giraffe to- <laughs> And the giraffe got out of the break so out of the gates really rough. Con- it like stumbled, but then it picked it up.
3: Now this won. is a basketball conversation. Yeah. This, <laughs> this, is a real, this is what
2: the
0: people wanted. <laughs> right, what else we got? David Walker says I think Denver needs to find more minutes for De- Davon Reed. No should doubt. He, should he be playing over Forbes or Rivers? Look, man, here's the thing is you traded for Forbes, so I know they're going to give him some runway here and rightfully so. I mean, like, look, he, see if he can make some threes. Forbes was really works. good
3: last game. He yeah. was just
0: so bad today. Rivers won a playoff series for you, and he's been good recently. Like, I understand the predicament Malone did. I really do, man. I, I understand it. Um, I like Dave Hunt-Reed. I would like to see him as well, but I, I Yeah. I don't think it's a solution to anything. Johnny, our homie, oh, says yeah. hippo character falling to the ground a dramatic way, bursting into tears with the words epic fail in the background. Dude, Hell yeah.
3: John! No Dude. one gets hippo to the character. core of us and the Nuggets
0: like Johnny. Man, he gets it so well. <laughs> do you guys like pear or exploding pear, or do you like
3: hippo character? That's uh, like the two I'm, staples. Listen, I'm a hippo man. Really? The day I die. You're a li- hippo man. Listen, br- I, I love uh, King Hippo in Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. I love Hippo character crying and falling uh, What about Hungry film. Hungry? You just hungry, made like hungry. three <laughs>
2: references that did not register with me.
3: <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. Hippo? King Hippo from uh, from Punch Mike Punch Tyson's out? Punch-Out?
2: Never played it. What about Hungry Are you hungry?
0: kidding? Well, Man, this is crazy because like, there are certain things that we're like, yeah, we're old. Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, honestly, a top five video game ever made.
3: If, I mean, if you I grew go, up in like the Fight Night era. If you go to um, the one-up right down the way, they have a mural with King Hippo as the centerpiece because really? he Damn. is such an integral piece of video game design caricature.
0: You punch him in the gut and his pants fall down and he has no. to pick them up and then uh, that's how you get him. I have
3: a shirt with King Hippo on it and more times than that, I've worn it and people were like, oh, it's like you and I was offended. All right,
0: also, <laughs> also, horribly racist game, actually very offensive. Oh, wow. Eric snuck out. Look at this. Wow. That was the quickest I've ever seen Eric move. Oh, my goodness. Eric beat Dev. Dev is stunned. You know what, though, Dev? You don't no school tomorrow, man.
4: man. (laughs) Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. Play some video games. All right. Are we gaming tomorrow? Are we gaming? You we know. Oh, you already know. All
0: right. Take us into that post-game commentary. How was it? Was it enthralling?
1: Uh, Quick one. Malone was of two minds about tonight, guys. And obviously, there's a part of Malone, a coach, Part of him, deep inside of him, he'll never be able to turn off. And as you can imagine, that part of him, less than thrilled tonight with the effort and the execution. But he caught himself several times. I thought made a real concerted effort to keep perspective on how they've played of late, right? Ten of their last 14, we all know, but also just the way they've started this road trip. So he had plenty to say, but made sure to catch himself and point out, look, they are playing well. And he shared with us his message to the team, which is, We don't expect you guys to be perfect. We did not expect you guys to win every game for the rest of the season. So tonight wasn't good enough, but we got to regroup, get back to the drawing board, and get back to our brand of basketball. Uh, And obviously, guys, they've got a chance to do that tomorrow. Um, That is a quick turnaround, man. He agreed that that game was lost in the second quarter. Obviously, their bench dominated our bench in that first half. Uh, And that's two games in a row now, he said, where you have to give the Wolves credit. They've out-hustled the Nuggets. They've been more physical. They've gotten after it.
0: They definitely, like, We definitely. remember when the Nuggets definitely. were in this stage when they're, like, on the come-up, how, like, you treat these divisional games like they mean so much, and you're yeah. like, I can't wait to make a statement against them. And now you're on the other side of that where this was just, like, a game. Right. You wanted to win it, but you're right. They definitely have more pride in this game than definitely. Denver did. And, and, it's and kind like, of blows.
2: Towns went at Jokic tonight. Always does. Always he does. went at him in the post a little bit, but I thought more so just on the perimeter. Just like trying to
1: drive it right into his chest. Towns plays Jokic well. It's really, you know, Jokic has run away from that comparison on on the aggregate, but the head-to-heads are... yeah. Towns gets his. Um, All right, move along. Uh, Oh, he was asked about Vanderbilt and if he thinks Vanderbilt was really bringing something extra because it's the nuggets and he said vando plays like that every night that's just that's just always how he's played and that's what he does for them every night and reminded uh reminded us that vando's fighting for a contract too so uh, he's gonna get one he's gonna get one (laughs) he's on like one of the best deals in the nba yeah so yeah malone i think fighting fighting his urge to criticize every ounce of that game while also keeping perspective Uh, but but i thought ultimately he, he did keep it
0: i think i'll tell you this I think the Nuggets, maybe they'll start to take this game more seriously now that they lost Look, the Nuggets won like 13 in a row against them. So they, they kind didn't. of, this is kind of been a little so Now they've gotten blown out two games in a row. And I am curious to see when they play again, if there's a little bit more of a, hey, we got to show Tighten them they don't up. have our number. Like, we got to yeah. put them down a little bit. But I will say, I think Michael Malone, he looks over there at Chris Finch, Mike Norrie. And, and I think for him, he's like, come on, guys.
1: He's <laughs> it's like, a big one tonight. Are you guys, hey, guys. kidding me? Hey, let's get hopped <laughs> up, huh, guys? <laughs> yeah. Team on three, huh? Uh, <clears throat> spoke with Zeke, talked about, how last year he learned to have a short memory in the NBA, just seeing how guys bounce back, um, never getting too high, too low, and that's something he's carried with him. Uh, He was asked... I feel like Zeke, yeah, definitely never gets too high. No. (laughs) Nope. Um, He was asked about the difference in his approach, if he's out there as the five with three guards or the four, and he gave a a detailed answer just to sum it up. uh, Some of the notes I got down here, he said if he's the five, Um, The crux of it is he's just going to set more screens, just try to get guys involved that way as much as he can through through screen and roll or screen and pop. And then if he's the four, you'll see him out more on the wing, obviously ready for that shot, trying to cut more more flare screens, a slightly different approach, he said. he thinks the Nuggets need to have way more movement on offense. I think particularly that second unit. It does break down into a lot of one-on-one sometimes, a lot of standing and watching. We
0: had the old pick and pop going there for a while. I was like, <laughs> pick God. and pop,
1: pick and pop, pick and pop. With Jermichael. Yeah,
0: you're like, oh. yeah.
1: I'm gonna see that in my dreams tonight. Just one <laughs> <But> <laughs> pick and pop after another. Do you guys see Jermichael Green like raise up for an above the break three and just go? Ugh. <laughs> his shot, man. Like he puts his whole body into every single three that he takes. I feel. <laughs>
2: like He starts super crouched down low and then just like full
1: extension and he just, rims out every time, yeah, and everyone misses. Oh, uh, uh, and then he did say it was nice to see family, obviously, although tonight probably not exactly what he had in mind. Yep. Um, Jokic basically just said, Look, we can't do anything about this one now, it's done, they lost, <laughs> and there's another game tomorrow, so don't think about it. Tomorrow's another chance. Uh, he said Vanderbilt's playing great for them, and that's what he's done for them since he got there. He was asked once again about being a, a vocal cheerleader, particularly in the fourth quarter, specifically for Zignaji who hit a three, and Jokic was up and off the bench. Jokic. He said, uh, I just tried to cheer the guys. They won the quarter. It was good that we won at least one quarter. Um, the The most on-brand quote of the night from Jokic, he was asked to just sort of reflect on where Denver's at right now. Where's the team at? We are six games above 500. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's so true. <laughs> I think it's a good thing, but <laughs> what do I know about the MVP? Uh, I think we are in a good spot, but we could be even better. <laughs> uh, true. Yeah, that's true. And then uh, he was asked if Minnesota did anything differently defensively tonight to, to make his life hard. Um, he only took – I. Th- i think 16 shots tonight and then he said last game i took like eight or was it seven or was it nine i'm just trying to play the game the right way did they do something different i don't know i did have five turnovers i have to do a better job as the leader or whatever (laughs) Uh, i cannot have every night the most turnovers i've got to do a better job of that a couple of them were just good reads from them a couple were just bad bad passes and then one was that bad communication with Bryn forbes he said a couple of things, a couple more things. He said that is what they do, Minnesota's defense. They do turn you over, um, but I think we could have controlled a couple of those. So, yeah. I, again, look, I, I think the Nuggets were really – I don't think they've lost sight of that it's 4-1, and one, right? right? As bad as this loss was tonight, it's just one, and they've got another chance to get one back tomorrow. That was definitely the vibe.
0: The Utah game maybe carries a little bit more urgency. You go 5-1 on this trip, we're going to feel great. You go 4-2. and two. You feel good, I still think, overall, but it's like one of those things where you're like, yeah, but...
1: Yeah. Six and zero, four and zero, awesome.
0: yeah, you had it right yeah. there. Anyway, that does it for us today, guys. Don't forget tomorrow. If you're watching this, I'm so excited tomorrow at eleven thirty. I'm going to be on live on the Keeping It One Thousand podcast right here on the YouTube channel with none other than the Professor Andre Miller, one of my all time favorite Denver Nuggets. And I'm telling you, George Carl keeps it real. Andre Miller keeps. It real. I don't know if you've ever heard him talk. That guy doesn't sugarcoat things. Yeah, that guy tells it like it is. And I can't wait to hear him talk about I mean, the Mellow one, years. Though. He was, of course, in Denver from 2003 to 2006. I want to hear him talk about the post-Mellow years. He was here from 2011 to 2014. So I want to hear all about that. Even the Brian Shire. I can't wait to ask him about what it was like going from there. He gets traded very quickly after that. And then, of course, one of the things I always am curious about when I talk to super high-Q great passers, what do they think of Nikola Jokic as well as Bones Highland, Jamal Murray, That's and the 11:30 rest of It's 11.30 tomorrow. 11.30 tomorrow. tomorrow. It's going to be a banger. Absolute banger, guys. Andre Miller and George Carl along with me tomorrow. We'll see you guys then.